I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now on, more trouble off the ball. Tegan involved again. And this is just what English football did not want to see. Oh, we don't like to see that. Is often the first thing you'll hear a commentator say when a fight breaks out on a football pitch. But let's be honest, it simply isn't true. We love it. Look at this, is a kick from a Marvie on Kazawa. They're going to have to take the bones out of this. We can't get enough of opposing players swinging punches at each other, managers squaring up, and even the benches getting involved in a good old ruck. People off the bench trying to pull the players apart. If you ever doubted the intensity of the rivalry here, because maybe for 75 minutes it was a football match, then it became a feud. There have been many famous fights throughout the years. Kieran Dyer versus Lee Bowyer. Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer are having a fight. Goodness me, what on earth is going on? Alex Ferguson versus a slice of pizza. Just was one of the first ones to, to run into a tunnel. And I, I had a pizza. Diego Maradona versus an entire athletic Bilbao team. De Maradona con varios jugadores del Atlético de Bilbao. Ha llegado ahora Miguel y le ha golpeado también Clos sobre. And they live long in the memory because they're amazing. So we will not be pretending they aren't. They can erupt at any time and in any way. Paolo Di Canio pushed over a referee. I don't know what's gone through his mind. You know, he's totally lost it for a, for a split second. Eric Cantona took it to a fan. Oh, what's going on here? Cantona's getting involved with some supporters. Oh, this is outrageous. And Eden Hazard had it out with a ball boy. It's no wonder that the Swansea players are angered by that. Because nobody is safe from a sudden eruption of needle. And it's exactly what we want to see. Dear listeners, today we woke up and chose violence. 
So let's get ready to rumble, because this is the Football Rambles Guide to Football Fights. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Luke Moore. Oh, here we are, gentlemen. Here we are. Finally. Oh. We got, got a chance to do fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Took what? ages to get them to let us do this. What day is this going out? Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night's all right for. What for the teenagers? I yeah. get tired by the end of all of the Saturdays and I forget yeah. where it actually goes after There's that. It's the climax of the season. It's punching, it's kicking. It's Jason punching. When yeah. footballers are involved, it's usually just really high kicks. 1973, that song came out. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a classic still yeah, fresh classic. in the memory yeah. <laughs> gentlemen I'd like to ask this to kick us off what classifies a fight for you in football and what are the key ingredients to make it a good fight well going back to the kicks as Pete was saying that's mm. very much a South American yes. phenomenon the problem is with football fights if there is a problem mm. is there's, 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 <laughs> there's, there's a lot of just pushing in the chest yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that to me is a confrontation. It's a it's, melee. It's not a fight. No, it's no, not a melee, even a melee. is much worse. Yeah. I, I, I th- okay. I, let me a melee is like the gold mouth scramble of fights. Oh, okay, right. So right, I, th- right. I think I can establish a few parameters for you guys because I was thinking about this. Go on, then. I think we have to understand a couple of things. And Andy's touched on one of them. But, but the first, and I'll come to that, but the first one is mm. the, the, the rules and the parameters and the threshold for a fight in the football world yeah. is very, very different oh, yeah. to the real world. Yes. In the real world, the threshold's very high. And it's also horrible to see in the real world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Whereas in the football world, come on. It's part of the theatre. Because no one really is going to get hurt. And so, and so a little bit of shoving, a pushing your head into someone else, yeah. a little bit of argy-bargy A head, a head push, really. Yeah. It's that, not a headbutt. They count as fights in the football world because the football world is a lot more sanitised. Mm. Yeah. And the second thing I would say, Andy alluded to it, the kicking. He's right to say that that happens a lot in South America. I think it makes perfect sense that you see a lot more kicking yeah. because they're the tools, they're the weapons that the players yes, are used to yeah. use. The studs yes. as well. You put your studs up, people will, okay. Yeah. It's more reach as well. But they're going to be much more powerful with their feet than they are with their hands. Of course they are. Because they work with their feet every day. Yeah, but and you don't want to get your feet hurt. Again, it has to be studdom. You do get the studs there. You don't want to. You don't lace players. Yeah, but I think I think with with, your foot doing that. with exactly. the South American kind of like karate kick kind of moves, yeah, yeah. what you need is mm. people having a push and a shove, maybe mm. a couple of uh, haymakers, and then from off camera, someone yes. has to run in and yeah. do a karate kick at someone's head. That's right. That's how. <laughs> did Romario that did that once? Did he? I believe so. I yes. think it was Romario. He just comes out of the screen. It is. <laughs> it is like it's kung fu stuff. Yeah. So for you, Pete, what makes a football fight? What does what what classifies as a football fight? I, do, I think someone someone has to theatrically go down and then someone has to uh, have put a headbutt on someone, I think. Oh, a headbutt specifically. To, so, so it's a theatrical theatrical fall and then after that, a headbutt, mm. I think, for a proper football fight for me. For me, a blow has to be struck. Because yeah. as Andy said earlier there, pushing and shoving, it's like, no, there was nearly... Because often we say, oh, there's a fight and then of course there's different levels and we'll get to this, but there's a brawl or there's this, that and the mm. other. Um, if, if there was, you know, if you said, "Oh, there was a brawl down the local Weatherspoons," you're thinking, right, windows yeah, yeah, done in, bra- yeah. that, like mm. this is this is nasty. Whereas in football, Jules more than involved, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in football, it's like a few people got a little bit of a push. The bench has to, to get involved. involved. Yeah. Can, yeah, can be a slap. I, but I think I think if you if, if unused subs for you, Pete. Unused unused oh, subs. Yeah, people involved. with bibs yeah. jumping over other people no, with bibs to that, get to people. But if, if you hear, oh, there was a fight at this match, and yeah. then you tune into match of the day, what are you expecting? Because if there's a bit of pushing and shoving and all that, I think that's nah, not a fight. Well, I think I think there has to be a blow. I never understand why once that kind of part of the fight has reached where someone's swung. Yeah, 
I don't know why everybody doesn't just go for it. Because in your weather spoons, you don't know how long it's going to be before the police turn up. You could be dead by then, right? You could, but you could have your head through a window yeah. and your carotid artery broken up, right? You don't have 50,000 people watching but, on the TV cameras. Yeah, but on a, on a field, it's always going to be broken up. So just go fucking wild. And, and that's why they can't... And, and the players always know that at the back of their yeah, mind. Yeah. So like the difference between that... That's why the threshold is lower. Yeah. Uh, so would you ever go at Duncan Ferguson? You're right, it's going to be fine. Well, I'll use the example of... like I remember playing 11 side ones down at uh, near Highbury. And uh, a fight broke out because yeah. what? Because, fair play, our striker did uh, punch the goalkeeper. Mm. Um, and uh, what ensued was an, an eleven on eleven fight, and lot of lot of people chasing the man who'd done the swinging, little yep. Aussie bloke. Mm. Um, and it never really stopped because no. there wasn't a crowd, there wasn't yeah, police, yeah, yeah. there wasn't managers around to sort of stop. It it never really stopped. And it just kind of like, it gassed out eventually, but it was yeah. a big fight that lasted yeah. about 15 minutes. Yeah, and you obviously won't get that in, in, in football. In a pro yeah. game, it's basically like being in... in professional a, football. A, yeah, it's, it's basically like being in a ball pool in a soft play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, just roll about, yeah. enjoy yourselves, yeah. uh, and it will reach its natural conclusion it's the trampoline park, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think so, you know, you're looking at some kind of, when it comes to football fights, you're looking at some kind of altercation mm. where two come together and it starts to erupt into something bigger. Now, there are exceptions to that, but um, so, you know, for example, the, the um, as you've already mentioned in your intro, Marcus, the die versus Batty mm. thing. Boya. Uh, sorry, Boya. Batty was the same, wasn't was it? The yeah. Sober. Yeah. That was a yeah. black man. Uh-huh. Um, that's, they're kind of quite rare. Yes, normally, normally it's almost like everyone's getting involved ostensibly to look like they're defending their teammate, yeah, yeah. but ultimately they just don't want to be seen as a coward because yeah, <laughs> they get stuck in. Because you get a, you get a bit of a standoff. I think nowadays in football, you, you get a lot of standoffs, and you might get the odd little push and stuff. Because if you think about like Roy Keane and Alan Shearer when they kind of squared up. I don't think they even laid a hand on each other, kind mm, of no. thing, you know. But you, but you remember it because that's what we've got because it's all so sanitised, Andy. Um, no, that's because Shearer was a not scared of him, mm. and B did very well to avoid. Well, and also we should say thrown. the game is actually quite professional, and and though nobody who is heavily invested in a football club in a kind of commercial sense is wanting their players to be getting ten bells knocked out Th- of them. That that is true. I would say that my take home from that particular. Um, confrontation is and it's a confrontation it's not, not a fight, a fight yeah. is that Alan Shearer is actually much harder than people would like to admit oh, I think people would I don't, I don't think anybody I mean the time he um, did he He. Uh, the, what, what was the, the fancy dress party Peter at Newcastle was it Keith Gillespie it was, it was Keith Gillespie, Gillespie. Yeah, it was Alan Shearer had yeah. to uh, had to kind of well you know well, calm Keith, him down well, Keith say. Gillespie Keith Gillespie was throwing um, was it a beer mats or something I think was he, he doing was, a George yeah, Bridge he was, doing the, uh, <laughs> the ashtrays <laughs> it was in uh, it was in Café and Sen in uh, Dublin is that I think Dublin. it was in Dublin yeah, yeah. it was yeah. uh, it's a long narrow bar so after he uh, was throwing um, he was throwing some cut, cutlery I think throwing some cutlery at the rest of the team that's naughty and, and Alan Shearer is the one who was getting angrier and Keith Gillespie was like yeah I'm into this because Alan's getting mm. really angry mm. and so he, he kept on throwing it just at Alan Shearer uh, and so Alan Shearer said, right, outside. And, and Keith Gillespie said from his uh, autobiography, uh, it's a long, narrow bar, so it's quite a walk to the front door. <laughs> was, you got to was, yeah, Probably like to the hangman's noose kind yeah. of thing. There was no discussion en route. I was mulling over my next move. We emerged onto a busy street where Sunday afternoon shoppers were going about their business. It didn't deter me from the battle plan. I took a swig at Shearer, but I was punch drunk and inaccurate. He responded with a blow that sent me flying backwards against a plant pot. I cracked my head and entered the blackout zone. <laughs> 
One of my favourite zones, you know but not I, my favourite zone. I was going to suggest that. Well, go on, if you. you and then know. the next thing I remember was the view from the hospital bed. Do you know what? And it was it was a club sanctioned bonding session. I was going to say that actually I didn't think it was a fight because I thought Shearer just bomb hit him and that yeah. was that. But actually, the fact he took a swing, I yeah. think you can Oops. say teammates teammates fighting behind the scenes is is epically cool. Because knock your block off because you don't you don't see it. Johnny Hansen and, and R. Berkovich. That was in the training ground, obviously. And that, and that satisfies your thirst for, for kicks from football. Well, Shearer yeah. did well, of course, to Neil Lennon as well. That's yeah, correct, that's not yeah. a fight, though. That's an no, incident, it's not. Isn't well, it? I don't think Hartson and Berkovich was a fight. Was no, it? I think it wasn't. Berkovich was on the floor and Hartson kicked him in the face. Yeah, mm. to be that would fair, start yeah. a fight. We didn't see what happened afterwards. Did well, we? yeah, normally it would start a fight, but Hartson sort of uh, made sure it didn't go further than that. <laughs> I'd like to bring this so. one to the table, the fact that Roy Keane and Peter Schmeichel didn't like, like each other for years. Mm. And um, Peter Schmeichel just finally had enough of Keane and they were at a hotel for an away game I forget which one and um, Roy Keane said the way Roy Keane tells it and I haven't heard Peter Michael's side of the story is that Roy Keane was in Nicky Butt's hotel room when they were both having a club sandwich and there was a knock, there was a knock at the door <laughs> Nicky Butt was really hard as well probably yeah he probably apparently they say that yeah um, knock at the door so Roy Keane answers it mm. and Peter Michael's just I've had enough of you Keane <laughs> And they have a big rumble it. in the hotel corridor. <laughs> and uh, Alex Ferguson, I think, finds out about it because one of them ends up with a black eye in training the next day. And and neither of them have spoken much about it since. Well, so. I love it. I love the fact that Smuggle's just sitting there mulling it over and going, today's the day. When I worked at the zoo, two gigantic fucking tortoises, they lived yeah. together 45 years. Yeah. And then one morning, just, one of them just didn't have its head. Yeah. It just wow. slowly, methodically gnawed the other one's head off. Wow. Because he just had the fucking. Do you think it was sick like, to the back tortoise teeth? Do you think that's your was, story, just sticking to it, right? <laughs> Do you think it, maybe it was like I think you might have maybe it was like a Shawshank Redemption sort of situation he'd been gnawing away at it for years and then you hadn't noticed let you'd... me tell you the real story um, they've been living together for 45 years uh, Peter had been on that enclosure for a day <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the zoo the head of the zoo whatever yeah. you call him come up and said Pete this has never happened before <laughs> what's going on did you give him that pen knife <laughs> They had an argument and one said, all right, don't bite my head off. Yeah. And then I went, well, I will. Yeah, yeah. And that was the end of that. Well, um, our listeners seem to think that, that, that Kevin Keegan being involved is a key, a key ingredient to a great football fight. Because we had a lot of suggestions uh, from your good selves on Twitter. And the fight he had with Johnny Giles uh, during the 1974 Charity Shield yeah. uh, was the, the ultimate football fight. Now, no, I, you see, th- this... This is slightly mischaracterised. It wasn't a fight. It with was Johnny a sort on Keegan. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Giles had a go at him, and then he ended. Keegan ended up having a fight with Billy Bremner, and they were both sent off. Yeah, but in the charity shield, yeah. in the seventies. <laughs> Do you know what was and amazing? Johnny Giles only got a yellow for punching him. He did. Keegan. And, and they, they both left the field shirtless. But well, Keegan, he did, but Keegan actually, again, was it a fight or was Keegan assaulted twice? No. Because when Keegan walks off the field, he mouths, and you can see it. Uh, he goes to the ref. He calls him Bob Man or something. He yeah. goes, "Oh, come on, Bob, Bob Man," and he goes. I've not done a goal. I've been hit twice. <laughs> that is the, that is the can best I, Keegan. Can I, can I add a bit to that though and yeah. say that if you look at the the play and the build up to the incident, mm. Keegan's massively putting it about. Oh, he, is. he comes in really late on a mm. Leeds player. It might even be Bremner. Mm. And he goes further over and mm. starts to have another... And it's almost a bit like he's a whirling dervish, like a Tasmanian yeah, devil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hitting everyone until he just comes up against Johnny Giles and yeah. there's boom, and that's the end of that. Do you know what though? It's amazing. But that kind of thing, obviously it stands out for a reason because I think sometimes we think football in the 70s there were all these fights all the time there was definitely more of them but they were still quite rare well there but weren't cameras at every of, ground that's why no true but that type of fight or, or that type of blow if you like is incredibly rare nowadays in this country to the point of I, I can't really kind of one doesn't really leap to mind I mean you think of Duncan Ferguson sticking the head on uh, whoever it was uh, when he was um, 
pretty sure when he's playing for Rangers. Uh, served time for it. Is it Paul McStay? Know. Joe McStay, not Paul McStay. Different oh. player, but yeah, it was, it was pretty severe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, nobody would do that to old Paul McStay. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Although there was a great one uh, between Rangers and Celtic in, I think, 1987, mm. when Chris Woods was involved. Maybe Frank McAvenny. Yeah, it was. And there was a it proper... Was. Sc- that was a fight. Mm. Graham Roberts ended up in goal. going in goal and conducting the orchestra. Yes. Which, yes. Yeah. Um, but as, as we said uh, earlier, there, there are different kind of categories of football fights. Gentlemen, the mass brawl. <laughs> um, I'd like to, uh, to be... And, and at what stage does a fight become a mass brawl? Why are they so special when they happen? Well, I think I think the great thing about those type of incidents is that it starts from a very small acorn oh, yeah. mm. and, and starts to bloom into mm. a massive mm. oak tree. And mm. all of a sudden, I think you get to a point, as I mentioned, that I kind of alluded to earlier, where... It almost becomes something about holding pride and not wanting to seem to be not be involved. I'll tell you what, all, all joking aside, there is an element if you like of squeezing some sort of positivity. There's an element of team bonding, definitely. I, th- <laughs> I, I remember I played for my a huge when, when I played at Farnborough College. Oh yeah, we had a game away somewhere. It might have been against Reading or something. And um, we ended up staying out. Um, in the old league one. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really FC. Uh, we ended up going out the night before because yeah. we were at the university and that's kind of what you do. And obviously that was a stupid thing to do. But um, we had a, um, a, some, a couple of the fellows from the team had a bit of an altercation at a nightclub mm-hmm. and it kind of spilled out into the car park. And um, it, people were involved in the way that a mass brawl is involved. It was yeah. like a big, but not everyone was swinging punches. I think it was only like one or two punches thrown, but everyone mm. was involved. Yeah. And I genuinely believe at the time, and looking back at now, I probably think similar, that the, the camaraderie and the yeah. team spirit that was bonded yeah, by yeah, that yeah. actually meant something because it meant like you look around and people mm. are actually going to back you up. Even though that doesn't really mean anything in practice. No, I, I think managers will probably look at a mass brawl, although they'll get charged for not um, for, for failing to control their players and mm. that kind of stuff, a few fines here and there. Yeah. Um, it's rare in for terms of team spirit it's probably quite a good thing well in terms mm. of team spirit as I say there is a, 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 there is a healthy element to it in terms mm. of team spirit you know because that's what a manager would presumably want I mean you think about like think about I don't know a, a classic case of a side really being together. imagine imagine if you're playing against Uruguay yeah right now they're all quite hard anyway but that's part you of you can their... imagine them all exactly all for one one for all right if one goes we all go is that not part of their team identity though for I, a lot I, of it I would say so because that goes back years, right? Yeah. That, that kind of that kind of thing goes back. The Argentina thing as well, like angels with dirty faces, that yeah, kind of, of course, thing they yeah. talk about. They, they they would see that as a kind of any way to get an advantage type thing, right? Yeah. But to answer your question, I think when it becomes a mass brawl, it's it's the psychological element of like, it's very much easily identifiable sides yeah. against each other. Yeah. And the whole thing can spill over. But how many people? I think you've got to have like more than like seven or eight. I think you've maybe got to get into. Yeah, I think I think for it to be a mass brawl, double figures. You, you, yeah, I like m- maybe you can have one goalkeeper not involved. Oh yeah, the goalkeeper's got to get involved. <laughs> Oi, what about what? Well, do you know what's leapt to mind? Is uh, do you remember when Real Madrid and Barcelona played each other about eighteen times in two weeks? Yes, yeah. when Mourinho was in charge. And Villanova, the late Villanova, yeah. Mourinho, little finger in the eye. <laughs> do you remember that? That was that was peak Mourinho when they were all at it, and but, that all came from Marcelo, I think it was, who got a red. Yes. Do you, so, do you think the coaches have to be involved? For it to be a mass brawl, I want the coaches Ideally, involved. Yeah. I want the. I mean, Pete, said, Pete said benches for a start. Didn't yeah, he? benches have to get involved. Yeah. The benches, yeah. yeah, you've got to have subs. Definitely unused subs, as you but say. Perhaps, no, on, on a melee thing. can be quite small, can't it? On the Mourinho yeah. thing, do you, when when Mourinho does that to Tito Villanova, it's so. But is that calculated? Do you think he just lost it? No, it's calculated. I think it's calculated. Yeah, you think? Yeah, because because I watched it the other day, and I thought to myself, the way he kind of strolls up, he's got plenty of time to there. He doesn't run over. 
He doesn't do the Mourinho, you know, like wild yeah. celebration. Right, I'm getting stuck in. Like that meme when he's on the bench at Spurs. There's none of that. There's very much... What's, uh, where's my target? There it is. Right out. That's me. Thank yeah. you very much. Boop. Would you say? And also, would you say? I'll retreat behind say, the biggest player. Would you say to creep up behind someone so I don't know you're there? Yeah. Reach around, poke them in the eye, and then run away. It's honourable. Honourable. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 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 exactly it. It's a fair fight. The problem. The problem. The the the, the, the main problem that stops a good football fight is that <laughs> is that people go down too easy. Nowadays, mm. it takes two is. to tango, right? Do you think that athletic Bilbao player that Maradona? No, it's not even a player. It's a is it a physio or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he, he goes down a bit easy when Maradona clearly knocks him out with a knee to the head. <laughs> <laughs> that is mental. Yeah, that is absolutely that, crazy. That's mental because back it's, it's 1986 when Maradona's playing for Barcelona, yeah. and he gets the and, treatment and, and during he, the game. He gets, 84 is it okay? Ooh, and he gets um, and he you know mid 80s whatever, and he gets um, he gets um, a lot of treatment from the obviously that they've targeted him all the rest of it because you know they know he's the best player in the world and all that kind of stuff, and and he just snaps. Yeah, but then that's it's the, the reason, double legs. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, but the reason the thing about that is really interesting thing about that, and maybe Brassel knows more about it, is that. For a while, it looks like it's just Diego against the ball yeah. on his own. But no, no <laughs> yeah. one really backs him up. Like it took I, a while to get them there. Yeah, is he that quick and jinky? Maybe even his own team. Maybe they're just quite far away. But then if you created like a football sort of Marvel hero and he had to do like football <laughs> moves to beat off his opponents or whatever, you know, so to speak, then uh, that Maradona, like that, as you say, the flick of the knee, it yeah, would yeah. be stuff like that, well, wouldn't it's, it? It's, it's 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 the thing that I like about that fight is that uh, every. Almost every Bilbao player mm. uh, does tries to do a karate kick and then falls right yeah. on his back. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they've never they done one before. Yeah. They can't sort yeah. of foul him out and do it properly. But what you were saying, Luke, before about the difference between premeditated, or was it you, Marcus, when you were talking mm. about the difference between premeditated and losing it, I think what makes this an absolute classic of the genre mm. is there's both with Maradona yeah. in this. Because... You, you look at all the factors. The fact that Andoni Gorkachea absolutely snapped his ankle into various bits earlier in the season. Oh, early in the season, okay. Yeah. So uh, he recovered pretty quickly from that then. And mm. it, it was it was a horrible injury. Yeah. Mm. And so there's the fact of that. There's the fact that they've lost. There's the fact that he has beef with Athletic in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the fact that he kind of knows he's leaving because mm. it's his last game for Barcelona before he right. he goes off to, right. to Napoli. So all those things. I think there's something that he's been seething on for a while and the fact that he's combusting under the yeah. situation at the Well, I think when you have all that, you, you have a sort of a history, as you say, it's, it's sort of bubbling up. I mean, I, th- I think one of the ultimate examples of this was, um, the, was it dubbed the match of hate or something when um, Egypt played Algeria? Mm into um I, I do you know what there's been so many matches between those two of of such uh with, with such needle I forget which year I'm tempted to say it was nineteen eighty nine qualified for the nineteen ninety World Cup but forgive me if that's wrong. But that is mad. Like somebody one of the coaches I think um lost uh lost sight in one eye. Bloody hell. That's how, that's how mad it was. But there was the players, they were chucking plant pots into the crowd because there was some sort of elaborate kind of uh, um, interior design or decor that, that was in the stadium. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely crazy. But another one, though, speaking of pre-World Cup, Jamaica played a friendly match against Toros Neza, who, um, like a lower league Mexico. I've seen, I've seen this, yeah. And you can see this on YouTube. It's absolutely mad. They, they were playing them in a friendly before um, they played against Mexico in a World Cup qualifier. Now, of course, Jamaica qualified for the 98 World Cup quite famously. Yeah. Um, and and, and Torres Neza, they'd already been complaining that Jamaicans were playing quite dirty and they were trying to provoke them. 
uh, to which uh, the Jamaica coach said, well, we just simply lacked international experience. <laughs> You're playing a low in league. Yeah. But, it, but it had it all. The fans got involved as well. Like Everybody was just piling in. It, it is absolutely crazy. But you do see some of the old fly kicks in, in that one. Um, which uh, is, is 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 something that uh, you know? Do we like to see? I don't know. But but how does a melee differ to a mass brawl? So a melee, I think, is smaller. It's over quicker. Um, a melee is just like a skirmish, less really. structured. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah. Nobody's losing eyes and, and, well, and being unconscious. I don't want anyone to be unconscious or losing eye. No, I was going to say like, like we yeah. we joke about these things, but like that is obviously the way horrific. I approach with football fights is the way I approach things as a boxing fan. You know, I want to see a great fight. I don't yeah. want to see anyone get hurt. Absolutely, you know right. what I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's, it's a different thing. Um, Chelsea v Spurs, two thousand sixteen. That's a great one, and that's a great that's a great example, chiefly because when we at the top of this when we start talking about it. What do you want to see in a game? So when I'm watching a game and I've got no kind of dog in a fight and I'm, you know, it's, it's not a game of a team I support or whatever, I want to see great goals and I want to see a great game first and foremost. After that, if I'm being totally honest, I want to see probably a red card. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and after that, I want to see some kind of fight. Mm. And if I can have a combination of both, mm-hmm. um, I would be very, very happy indeed. The only exception to that would probably be seeing an outrageous piece of skill yeah. that everyone could come and really enjoy. Mm. Um uh, but the Battle of the Bridge was amazing because yeah. it had everything because the stakes were high. Mm-hmm. Spurs are still in the in the, in the the hunt for the Premier League. It's a bit of a derby game. It's a derby game anyway. Mm. Um, and Chelsea had this kind of shocking season, but we knew they were still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went... I mean, because there was an element... Because by the time the fight had happened, hadn't Spurs basically lost the game? Mm-hmm. They were kind of... They were going to miss out, basically. The mm-hmm. opportunity had gone and, that, and obviously they, they didn't know if they were going to get another one. And... Um, the great thing about it was that even Pochettino got involved. I could imagine Poch getting involved. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. It was it was great to watch. It started off with a Danny Rose tackle that people were pissed off about. Didn't yeah, they? that's it. Yeah. And then the whole thing kind of escalated. Did Moussa Dembele, they were talking of eye gouges. On Costa. He had a go at Costa, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, but Diego, Diego, I remember Diego, so obviously this won't be surprising to people listening, um, but I remember Derek Costa being involved in one against Everton as well. He started a big old ruck for Chelsea against Everton back oh, in the day. Okay. Um, he, he was the kind of guy that just follows him wherever he goes, right? Yeah. I imagine Pochettino is that type of manager who obviously the result didn't go their way that night because Leicester were handed the title. But I think Pochettino would get everybody involved and go. But when Pochettino Wait. gets but I reckon, involved. I reckon he would be like, well done, lads. That's, oh, that's yeah. what I want to see from you. Well, I think, I, I, don't, I don't think there's even a comment. I think it's like your dad going, Get in the car. I'll deal with this. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Well, well, okay. So, what about another category of football fights? Managers fighting. Yeah, this is a very rare beast, it, but it, a, an enjoyable one. It's like a hen's tooth. That. Yeah. That's great to see. <laughs> I think. I think the interesting thing is it's like fucking finding oil in the bottom of your garden. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Pardew is a willing participant, mm. but not necessarily as skilled a participant as he would like to be. So, are you talking about yeah. the headbutt? So, Jimmy on Twitter asked, "Pardew headbutting Myler, does that count as a fight?" Uh, I, yeah. So, with regards to the rareness of managers fighting, certainly mm. in this country, I, I'm not sure that does count as a fight. I, I, yeah, and I, it was I mean, a headbrush. It wasn't a head. It was an unseemly initiative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think there, like. Mail is so like shocked by it. Yeah, you know he has he, he has no way of of being a participant. I mean, Pardew's kind of got form for this because if you go back a couple of years and you have that touchline confrontation, mm. I do you say confrontation? Yeah. between him and Arsene Wenger, and he thinks, "What? Well, I, I, I don't think French lead. 
long touchline. Yeah. And he goes up to him. And then he has the experience that everyone meeting yep. Arsene Wenger has. Oh, he's like, shit, he's really tall. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and then, it looks like he'd be able to look after himself more. Absolutely. He but that was and, that. And, and Wenger gives him a push back. Yes, as, I remember as, that. As, as well. And you, th- you think Pardew gets there and he's like, actually, I'm way out of my depth here. Mm. I think I think Wenger almost did Pardew uh, a, a solid by pushing him because Pardew can then get all outraged by it, you know, mm. rather yeah. than going, oh, yeah, I, I've sort of done a Keith Gillespie here I've walked to the end of the bar and thought ah crap how do I get out of here without being you know knocked that, to the floor that was because both so the Pellegrini thing mm. and the Myler thing were both when Pardew was coming to the end of his Newcastle tenure right 2014 yeah. and I think it's interesting because Pardew was obviously known as a, you know, a bit you know, they call him Chocolado don't they Like he, he would lick himself if he had a chance that's right and I've seen him I've seen the man in the wild and he is he is a cunt um, and, and and like January 2014 is the kind of trigger event for what we see with Myla, which is in March, I think. In the January, he has a big altercation with Pellegrini, yeah, and and, and he doesn't really he doesn't become physical because um, for whatever reason. But then in March is when he has the Myla thing, mm. and you could just see it like he's just becoming more and more full of himself until yeah. the Myla thing. And, you know, he, he always had that in him, the old dance mm-hmm. for when he was at Palace and all the rest Crazy, of it. Yeah. But you don't, you don't, you, I mean, you've got Mourinho against Villanova, you've got Pardew. It was part of, the Pardew Meyer thing was over, over a throwing, wasn't well, it? Well, I mean, it's not even actually because a manager, manager. Was a player, right? Exactly. Yeah, totally. so, what about, I mean, Tuchel and Conte, not that I recently had a little... Handshake. Little... Handshake. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. See, but that's, this, as, that's as good as it gets. You're right, hen's tooth. All this thing comes back to the threshold in the football world is far lower. Mm. Like, in the, in, in the real world, you would see, the thing that happened between Tuchel and Conte. Mm. Obviously, people aren't shaking hands on the tube. No, but on the London Underground every day, yeah. that stuff happens. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. We've mentioned this, but teammates fighting. That's I mean, good. That's I mean, great. Well, yeah. How many times have you and I had to separate Jim and Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Pete, nothing will give you more joy than two players in the same team because no one knows how to deal with it. And, and no one knows how f- deep this runs or how badly it'll go in the future. You yeah. see it all the time on the training ground, but just when you see it in front of yeah. so many people, it's magnificent. Well, listen, but they're, they're on a level, aren't they? That's, yeah. that's the difference. Where, where you've got a coach getting involved, no one expects that. It's when like Luis Felipe Scolari was Portugal coach and he attacked... Dragutinovic on the touchline actually threw a punch at him. Fuck it out. And, um, you know, it, it, he literally just like took a swing at him. And it, it was absolutely <laughs> huge. Yeah. And like they, they asked Scolari about it afterwards. And he, he, he sat there and he, he said it was because he was having a go at Ricardo Quaresma. And he goes, I was, I was just defending my boy, which is the ultimate post fight speak yeah. as it goes. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. people say. And, you know, the, the interview is there going, you, you did do it. He was saying, I, I didn't hit him. Literally, the whole stadium has seen you hit him, plus millions of viewers on television, and we have it on high definition tape. And he's like, "I didn't. I was just defending my boy." Well, he's, he's, he's brought in the shaggy rule. Just say it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> um, caught me on camera. It wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, Dave got in touch. We mentioned Batty and Lasso, and he said it always be my favourite fight. I remember listening to that on the radio as a kid. I mean, imagine hearing that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. The imagination. But interestingly, David Batty said of the incident um, I hit the deck and as I got up he came at me very aggressively he was being threatening and screaming about Lasso obviously and Batty said hitting him was a, um, was more of a preemptive strike than anything <laughs> I swung connected and knew immediately that I had broken my left hand I am not a fighter I never thought David Batty would say that yeah. um, I hadn't closed my fist properly uh, I was in a lot of pain which made me fall me- I can't I, that, is a, that is a a lot of cheek from David Batty well, <laughs> but we move on to Bowie versus Dyer well, no, one... can I just say before you move yeah. on I've worked with Graham Lasso and he's the loveliest man, yeah. the gentlest guy. There's no way you can take Batty be the so and Batty go. Well, it's a preemptive struggle. I was, I was worried for my safety. Yeah, but Lasso Le- Le- so, Le- so did, te- did have a temper. Yeah, but fine. But yeah, I mean, that's even true. so, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, Bowie versus Dyer um, in the same game that uh, uh, Taylor went down pretending he'd got hit. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, ball. amazing. What a what an afternoon. Yeah, that was a St James's. But yeah, um, Dyer described the incident in his, auto- in his autobiography and said, "I could see him marching towards me, eyes bulging." Yes, <laughs> I mean, Luke, you described it once. Lee looks. Bowyer's face looked like a clenched fist. It, that was by far the best. <laughs> that, those two is by far the best. There's a load of reasons. And I'll yeah. go through them very quickly. Right, torn yeah. shirt. The torn shirt's great. Yeah, yeah. Yes. torn shirt. One because the lo- all the details that came out afterwards, mm. like uh, they they just they just gone three 0 down to Aston Villa, right? And apparently the, the thing that started it is that um, when they were going to take the kick off again, mm. um, Bowyer screamed at Dyer, "You need to start passing me the ball mm. because I need the ball. This is why it's happening," kind of thing. And apparently Dyer screamed back it, and the reason I don't pass you the ball is because you're fucking shit. Oh. And that's when it all started. But the best thing about it was Gareth Barry has to break it up, which is not what he thought was going to go no, on. No. And then and then Graham Souness makes him do this mad apology oh, in a press conference. <laughs> With the tea lady. Yeah, yeah. Despite admitting later on that the first thing he wanted to do was fight them himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Which is an amazing amount of sanctimony. Yeah. And then um the, the story that was talking about uh, was talked about afterwards was that um uh, I think it was Kieran Dyer said in an interview afterwards mm. that he was really nervous about what was going to happen in the dressing room because they'd obviously both been sent off, yeah. right? 
and the players come down the tunnel after the final whistle and he can hear mm. the studs coming down the corridor. Yeah. And he said that um, <laughs> he heard one player running much faster than the other and he's like, oh, fucking hell, who is it kind of thing? Because mm. we've really let, let everyone down. Apparently it was Jean-Alain Boomsong <laughs> who just turned up and just went, who can't even speak English that well, just went, you want to fight? Fight now! <laughs> Trying to get him to fight again! Amazing. No, I can one up you on that. The best thing for, for me for that was uh, when the fight's starting to kick off, uh, Shaw's got the ball and he passes it to Alan Shearer and Alan Shearer just just doesn't accept the pass because he's running up. He just goes, sorry, Shaw, I've got a... I've got a <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking hard yeah. and there's a fight happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, apparently after the boost, I think, I think it was Dyer or Bayer, one of them said, when Shearer came in, Everyone was like schoolboys. Like he, <laughs> he was fucking raging. Mm. I, I, I like also that. Uh, I like also that um, Dyer said that, that, that as Bowie is going towards him, Graham Soonis was shouting, "Don't do it!" From the top. Of the <laughs> <line>. <laughs> don't do it. He's at the end of a film. And he's got a gun yeah. pointed. Yeah. At, you know, don't do it. <laughs> I'll do it, not you. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, but teammates fighting. I mean, again though, that where the fight takes place. Because we, we said earlier in the training ground and all this kind of stuff, I mean, as, as Dyer himself says, he, he said, I, I couldn't believe he was hitting me in front of 52,000 people. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mad thing. It is, a, it is a mad thing. Although, as you said, sometimes it happens in hotels. John Arnorisa knows what we're talking about. Craig Bellamy yeah. burst into his room with a golf club, um, which was mad. <laughs> Neil suggested that one. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it is extraordinary. Um, the celebration that followed when he scored against Barcelona the yeah. next day, Bellamy. Yeah, I mean the 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 sheer like unapologeticness of it. Yeah, I think that that's, <laughs> that's incredible. That's potentially where it boils over into being quite problematic. I, mean, I know yeah. what you mean. You can't be fucking tearing into people's rooms with weapons. <laughs> yeah. So you draw the line there. At night. Yeah. No. At night. But, 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 <laughs> before we get to see the weapon. Yeah, I know, I know we want to talk about um I know we want to talk about the old uh, the Battle of the Buffet in two thousand and four as well. <laughs> well we could mention it. But before we come on to that, I just wanted to because Pete and I chat sometimes about the idea that there was a period of time after the internet was invented mm. where it was kind of like the World West and it was very exciting mm. and and it was less sanitized than it is now and it's very corporate now, obviously mm. the internet. I wonder if the same is true about the Premier League because these oh, things definitely. all happened probably around, what, 2004, 2005, yeah. where the league is really popular. It's gaining that kind mm. of worldwide presence, but it's yeah. not quite the massive, mm. all-conquering beer moth that it is now. Yeah. And there was a lot more room for this kind of behaviour. And it's kind of the way the same people, the way, the way people talk about... Um, you know the characters in the game and all this kind of stuff, and maybe there's not much room. There's much room mm. for that now. I think back then there probably still was just about room for it, mm. and, and that's probably why you don't see it as much but, anymore. Well, I think often people bemoan the fact that players move just for money and so on, and I think that's there's always been an element of that, and I don't begrudge anybody that type of thing. But certainly back in the day, I think players felt more synonymous with their clubs, and they would be at clubs longer, maybe, and it right, was a little yeah. bit more local, perhaps. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe those those things come into play. Mm. For some people, perhaps not others. Clearly, for Cesc Fabregas, he's not from North London. Well, I think Dyer and Boyer both did move to Newcastle for quite a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, no, but you, yeah, yeah, they did. But I mean, uh, yeah, Fabregas still thought, uh, you know, chuck a slice of pizza at Alex Ferguson, that'll help the situation. That's funny because that came out later. People didn't know who it was for ages, did they? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought it was Van Persie for years. I think there was talk that um, there was talk that he had, that Ferguson had been on the end of on the end of a pepperoni slice to the to the to the to the. To the to the, to the face, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and then later on, Cesc, to be fair to Cesc Fabregas, later on he came out saying that um, 
he was tired and he was pissed off because they lost their unbeaten run, but he didn't mm. want to have a fight. He, he said himself, maybe I lacked the courage. At least, so he threw yeah. a slice of pizza instead. I, I guess yeah. the thing is, it's probably a, like a bit of thin crust, whereas if it had been Calzone, that would have been or, a declaration of war. Or, or a Chicago deep Near dish. Palm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, so sort of like, for Alex Ferguson, he'd want a pairing wine, wouldn't he? Yeah. I'll just go and get me Chianti. <laughs> you come back. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, there we are, gentlemen. Uh, it, it's an area of football that we do uh, enjoy it's fair to say um, so let's thank- have a fight uh, thank you very much everybody for joining us for another Football Ramble Guide 2 remember we want your ideas for what to talk about next we've had loads so far thank you very much for them we're working through our favourites as the season goes on if you fancy learning more about one of football's quirks or grand old traditions then get in touch with us email show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions see you next time Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.